Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If you're a Christian and you have a friend, a relative that dies unbelievers, understand what Paul is saying. We will never see them again. A spouse, a child, a close friend. We will never see them again. Why? Because I'm going to be in heaven and they're going to be in hell. We'll never see them. I want you to think about that, ever. People talk about death as the great divide. The living are permanently separated from the dead. All that is left are the memories of the departed one. This is the reason that people grieve when someone they care about passes away. However, Pastor Mark will be teaching today about an even greater divide. The divide between those in heaven and those in hell. You'll hear that those in hell will never see the people that they know who are in heaven. It's the same for the people in heaven who have unbelieving friends. That's why it's so important for you to make the decision to follow Christ now. After you die, it will be too late. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Resurrection, The Believer's Hope. So his first coming, went to the cross. What's the next thing that's going to come? Say it with me. The rapture of the church. That's the very next thing that's going to happen in end time events, in eschatology. That's going to happen. Now, there is no date for that. There are no signs for that. It can happen right today while I'm teaching before you even leave. And if that happened, woo, we're gone. But some of you aren't saved. You're left. Now, what happens when the rapture takes place, or what happens with us, and we miss it? Here's the next thing that happens. Seven years of tribulation. When the church is gone, and you'll see how it's going to be gone in a moment, the rapture. When the church is gone, the Antichrist comes. And for the next seven years, there's going to be tribulation on the earth. I can't remember the exact number. I'll remind you when we get there. It's like two-thirds of the people in the universe will die. It's God's wrath. Now, it's broken into two parts. First three and a half years is kind of beginning. Then the great tribulation. After that, Jesus literally comes back to the earth. In the rapture, he only comes in the air. You'll see that later. But when he comes the second time, that's the two kinds of coming, In the air, and now right to the earth, the return of Christ. When he comes, he sets down right on earth, exactly where he went up after he was resurrected into heaven. Now, when he comes back, I have good news for you. 
He's going to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords forever. He's going to rule our world. No more Congress. No more presidents. No more politics. Poor Britain. They're clueless about what they're doing. Europe is a mess. No more Mueller. Uh, All kinds of things. Here's the bigger one. No more CNN. They got nothing to say. Hallelujah. If you don't see me next week, I got captured. So just pray for me. Because he's going to rule this world perfect. And by the way, during those thousand years, there's the millennia around. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. But there's going to be people that go through the thousand years. They made it through the tribulation. They're going to have children. Those people have to make the same decision you and I do. To become a believer or not to become a believer. Satan is captured and set aside during that thousand years. But he's let out at the end. And that's where the final judgment will come. And then what you're going to see when that's all done, we enter eternity in our new bodies forever and ever and ever. I just showed you the future. Next week, I'll give you the dates. No, I won't. I will not. Absolutely not. Now, so here's something you have to understand today. Our world does not understand this statement. You have to understand it. What happens when a person dies depends on what happens before they die. We know that the Bible teaches that all humans will be divided into two groups. The saved, born again, the lost. There's two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Satan. There's just two ways. There's just two ways. You're either going to be saved, you're going to be lost. The saved people are people that have repented, put their trust in God, and are growing and following Becoming more like Jesus. The lost are those people that refuse to admit they're a sinner. They don't need God. Their pride keeps them, and they just lead their own life. In verse 13, you're going to see, as you saw back at that verse, he said there's people that have no hope. There's people that have no hope at all. Now, that simply means this. The moment of death is a great division. Those who are saved... And those who are lost. That division, you're going to see, is directly related to no hope and hope. Because the hope of the world is Jesus. So you'll see the division. Now look back at verse 13. Paul says, those who fall asleep. Now he's talking about the service today, the people on the back row in our campuses. No, that's not who he's talking about. In those days, sleep was a common word used to describe the bodies of departed Christians. Never their spirits, never their souls. At death, the spirit soul leaves the body and the body goes to, quote, asleep. It no longer functions. So here's what you want to write. This should be plain to you. It should be hugely positive. This is where our hope is. When a believer dies, their spirit, soul, is immediately present with the Lord. You say, well, Pastor Mark, do you have a verse for that? Of course I do. This isn't my thing. It's God's truth. Look at it. We are confident, yes, well-pleased 
rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So the minute a Christian dies, the minute you die, where are you? Boop, gone. Where do you spend the rest of your life? Okay, people don't know. When you're a Christian and you die instantly, how long does it take you to get to heaven? You'll see instant. You're in heaven. Really? Yeah. Now, why did Paul say in one of his things, to depart and be with Christ is far better? Why did he say that? Because he had a trip to heaven. The only one that's ever really seen what it's like. And he came back and he couldn't put it into words. Why? Because it's going to be fantastic. The most profound writer in the New Testament couldn't tell us what heaven was like. It's going to be unbelievable. Now, that's where absent from the body, present Lord. That's for a believer. What about an unbeliever when they die? Well, here's the truth. When people die without Jesus Christ, they are sent immediately to a place of holding torment called Hades. They will remain there until the great white throne judgment at the end of the thousand year reign when they'll be condemned for all eternity and eventually with Satan cast into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. You're going to see Paul then says this. Look at verse 13. We don't grieve like the rest of men. Paul says believers don't grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. Paul says this. An unbeliever has no hope. We have hope. Hope. What is the definition of hope? Hope. Confident expectation to anticipate with pleasure. In other words, hope has the future in mind. So Paul says, every person that has a relative or friend or close friend, if they die, we all grieve for a period of time. That's normal because we miss them. But for a Christian, we know if they're a believer, will we see them again? Of course, because they're going to be in heaven. Now, when you go to the others, will unbelievers whose friends have died and they're not Christians, will an unbeliever who dies ever see them again? Yes, but they're going to be in hell together. But here's where they have it wrong because of Satan. You've heard people say this all the time. I watch it on TV sometimes, movie stars, whatever. Well, I know we're already going to hell. What the heck? Who cares? I'm just going to live like that. I'm already going to hell. We're going to party forever in hell. Now, we can laugh about that, but they're totally deceived by Satan. They're going to be miserable for life, forever. They may see people, but they're going to be grieving. I made a stupid mistake, but it's too late to correct it. He said, well, I don't like that. I'm telling you the truth. That's why Jesus put all of this in the word of God. Now, in the Greek culture where Paul writes, hope was a big deal. The pagans in Rome and in Greece, Thessalonica, they believed that after death, there's no hope. There's no hope after death. A simple inscription on a grave from that time period, let me read it to you. I was not... I became, I am not, I care not. That was life. So here's what you want to see. Look at this. The unbeliever has no hope of heaven now. Zero. Unless you change, you have no hope while you're here on the earth. Don't talk about I'm going to heaven. If you haven't accepted Christ, you will not go to heaven. You have no hope here or you have no hope after death. Let me show you what that looks like. 
Trying to live without hope is basically impossible. Look what's happened in our United States. The suicide rate is up 33% in the last 20 years. In 2017, 47,000 Americans committed suicide. Now, let me ask you a question. Why did they commit suicide? No hope. See, hope is looking to the future. They have no hope. They have no idea where they're going. They have no purpose and meaning in life. See, the only way you can get purpose and meaning in life is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You were not designed to do life by yourself. It's impossible. I wish I didn't have to tell you the second part. A ton of those people who committed suicide were teenagers. Broken homes, all kind of stuff happening. How can a 17, a 15, and they have no hope. They look at the family, they look at the world, they look at the school, and they go, there's no reason for me to live. I'm just committing suicide. So it was no different in those days. Now, no hope is one of those things that Paul realized. There's a huge difference between a believer and an unbeliever. Now, look at this scripture. And then I'm going to talk about how Satan has confused the world about death. Look at this verse, Hebrews 9.27. And it is appointed for men to die. How many times? Come on. How many? How many is once? Is once. But after this, the judgment. See, when a person dies, that's it. And there's going to be judgment. There's going to be judgment for unbelievers. It's a representative of the sin life they lived. It's going to be a judgment for believers. Now, for believers, it's not about our sin. It's about how we use our gifts, our talents, all those things for God. Now, the Bible does not teach annihilation. You'll hear people say, well, when I die, put the ground, that's it, I'm done. Sorry, what did I just say? There's judgment coming. No, you're not done. The Bible does not teach soul sleep. One or two, I don't know how many are left. I won't even mention the name. There's a church that believes soul sleep. In other words, your body, your soul, and your spirit goes into the ground, and you sit there like this until Jesus comes. Uh, Sorry, absent from the body. There you go. Not happening. Who'd want to stay there? Number three. Here's the big one. The Bible does not teach second chances after we die. Once you die... Your eternal destination is fixed. There's no choices. Some of you were raised where you could pray for somebody and get them out of that holding place. There is no holding place like that. Once you die, so the decision to go to heaven has to be made before you die. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why in this campus and most evangelical churches in the world, they give an altar call at the end of their service. Why? Because we never know when death is coming. So we want it for you. The unbeliever, when they die, they will suffer eternal punishment. As I said, hell separated from God. For you and me, we're going to be in heaven with God. We're going to enjoy that. Now, Paul talks about two types of grievings. Look at these grievings very quickly. Hopeless grievings. Person dies. Here, it's a friend, a relative that dies unbelievers. If you're a Christian and you have a friend, a relative that dies unbelievers... Understand what Paul is saying. We will never see them again. A spouse, a child, 
a grandchild, a close friend. We will never see them again. Why? Because I'm going to be in heaven and they're going to be in hell. We'll never see them again. I want you to think about that. Ever. Now, second, hopeful grieving. Friends, relatives that died as believers. Say it with me. We will. Is that exciting? Is that, is that hope to look forward to? Of course it is. As I'm speaking this morning, tons of you have lost a spouse, a friend, a car accident. Who knows? They're Christians. We are going to see them again. That's hope. That gives us a belief. Think about that. So that's why we say we can't keep the good news in the church. It has to go outside. Because everything I'm teaching you so far, the unbelievers are clueless. Or they have the total wrong understanding of life after death. Totally wrong. So it's one of those passages of scripture that is so powerful for all of us. People don't know that Jesus died and rose again for them. That they could be saved. Now look at verse 14 in your Bibles. I have it on the New Living because I like this. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again. We also believe that when Jesus, watch this, returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. This is the beginning of the rapture. What we see there is Jesus is going to come back when he returns. Who is he going to bring with him? Come on, you just saw it there. Who is he going to bring with him? If you had a relative that died, if they were a Christian, a friend, what happened to them after they died? They went where? Right to heaven. So he's going to bring them what? Back with him. Of course. And you're going to see why. Because they're going to join their body that's laying in the grave. I'll show that when we get there. So let me read you First Peter. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth with a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So every Christ follower lives with hope now. We have the hope of the resurrection and a new body that's going to be designed for eternity. Jesus died, was raised again to life. He's the foundation of our faith. The basis of Christian hope is in one thing. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now look at this. Jesus' resurrection is a promise for every Christ follower. That's a promise. So his promises are always true. Well, look what this says. Romans 8, Paul writes this. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That proves that you're a Christian because the Holy Spirit can't live in you until you ask him to forgive your sins, Jesus. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, just as he did it, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. By the way, how many of you believe Jesus was raised from the dead? Let me see your hand. Okay, some of you may not be here. You're going to have to believe that. Otherwise, you can't get saved. Because that's the power, that same power that opened that tomb, that same power lives in you and lives in me. That will raise me from the dead. Paul's the one that always talks about the body as a tent. You know why he talks about the body as a tent? He's a tent maker. 
How many think it'd be a good time someday to get a new body? Anybody think they'd be glad to have a new body? Right. Here's what I learned through the years. When you get older, the tent begins to leak. Am I right? What happened over? Oh, what are are my teeth? I'm ready for a new body. Are you ready for a new body? I got new eyeballs now, baby. My cataracts are gone. Farther than my sin is gone. Praise the Lord. Scratch. Done. I just have to look at these to read. But I can see you perfectly. Amen. By the way, when I get to heaven. Amen. No more paying for glasses. Praise the Lord. Now, listen to this. I want you to understand this statement. I'm going to say it very clearly. Our resurrection after death will be just as literal and physical as Jesus' own resurrection. It'll be exactly the same way physically. So let's read this together. See, this is our hope. The resurrection of Jesus is my hope. That's my promise from God, that I will live in heaven forever. Here it is. Let's read it together. Clear your throat. Come on. Here we go. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the what? And the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everybody I'm talking to will die. If you Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You will live. And that means you will live in heaven forever. Now, if you don't, you will not live in heaven forever. You will live in hell forever. You say, well, I know. I knew Jesus that way. God's that way. hates people. No, no. He loves you enough that he sent his son to die for you. He doesn't hate you. But God's a just God. You will pay the penalty if you disobey and absolutely say, not interested. Don't even think that way. Now, look what Paul does in verse 15. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Now, notice those first words. According to the Lord's own. That means God gave Paul a special revelation Concerning death, resurrection, and rapture. We don't know how we got it, whether God did it direct or did it through a dream or vision. We don't really know. But the verse is a huge assurance for all believers. Christ followers never have to worry or wonder about death or life after death or the rapture. We have the truth from God himself. We do not live by speculation. The world lives by speculation. What's going to happen to me? What happens after death? Where are they now? What's going to happen? We don't have that. We have none of those worries. We don't worry about death. We don't worry about life after death. We don't worry about the second coming and all that. We have the truth from God. We live by, come on, the Bible. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark began talking about the rapture of the church. He gave you some idea of what that event will be like. For the Christ follower, it'll be glorious going to heaven to be with Jesus. For the people that are left behind, it'll become a literal hell on earth. As God finishes the war between rebellious men and himself, things will go from bad to worse for them. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will complete his teaching, Resurrection, the Believer's Hope. He'll continue talking about the idea of the resurrection of the body and why this is so important for the Christ follower. You'll learn about the relationship between Christ's resurrection from the dead and your resurrection. You'll discover that without one, you can't have the other. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.